What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. Recording a lot later than we normally do. We are doing re weekend recordings now. I'm Frank, the guy whose schedule changed and forced this disaster. Alongside, as always, Tyler. How you doing? Whoa. I am doing well. I am jazzed to do this show. Mm, jazzed. Is it because you, know? you have had to wait uh, an extra three or four days to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I feel like I also uh, just, you know, I've played a lot of games, so excited about that. Oh, have it's you March. Now? Oh, yes. March. Where yeah. we start, where it starts to pop off, or we'll be able to pop off some demons' heads. Yeah. Oh, man. It's an exciting time to play video games. Yeah. But, Tyler, I mean, it's it's been longer than usual. How have you been? Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, busy, busy at work, doing some, some home projects, which uh, is not the most fun stuff. At least the one that we're doing, we are, uh, we ripped all the carpet off of our stairs and we want to stain the tread of the stairs and paint the risers. Sounds simple, but um, the when they built the house, they painted underneath the carpet that was already there. So we have been chipping paint up off of the stairs, which is not a fun process. No. That <laughs> oh, God. You have to put this like stripper on it and let it soak in for like 30 minutes and it smells fucking awful so you know it's been uh, even no matter how warm it is we have to open up the windows because it's just terribly uh stinky and then like you have to wear a face mask because you don't want to breathe this shit in and then you're just chipping away and it's just it's it's pretty bad and then they have carpet adhesive that you put on each end of the step so we and the stripper didn't doesn't work for the carpet adhesive so we have to get a different stripper sort of thing to put on that and then get that up and we have just about all of it up what what's kind of a pain in the ass now is there's a little bit of paint still left in like the grooves of the wood and like hard to get spots um that that's very tricky because if you don't get it out then it'll show through in the stain and oh it's a whole fucking process dude oh man <laughs> yeah it, it, it angers me, but it, it'll be worth it in the end. But damn, um, definitely anyone out there that's thinking about doing something like that, think, think or research a little more mm. before you decide. Yeah, uh, I had my own little, it wasn't nearly as big a project. I mean, I, I had my own thing that I did uh, because I noticed something while I was playing racing games with my wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my my brakes were activating or sticking randomly. Uh, oh. So I looked it up, and it turns out, hey, motherfucker, go clean your goddamn brake pedals. Just clean all of your pedals, really, because uh, that shit gets dirty. Yeah. And so it was a whole process. Uh, I'm using the Logitech G29. It was a process of uh, taking the covers off the pedals... Uh, taking the back panel off of it, opening up, uh, 
and there's like the way it works is like there's a spring in there and it's a whole i forget what the exact term for this for the device is but um but yeah i just had to uh take shit apart clean it lube it up and put it back together but man that shit was dirty it was it was actually kind of gross i mean yeah I, I, I haven't cleaned it since I got it like two and a half years, two and a half, three years ago. Ooh. I bought this thing. I haven't cleaned it. But yeah, now now that it's clean, it's working just fine. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah, shit can get nasty sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't even want to think about cleaning my keyboard, although I should probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> You know how yeah. shit gets in between keys. I don't even want to look at. I'm, I instinctively just leaned over my keyboard, and I don't want to actually look down in there because I don't want to yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shit gets dirty, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah! It's important to stay stay clean. Keep things clean. Yeah. So, stuff you don't even think about sometimes. Just like you need to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, we uh, also yesterday we were exploring up in the Reading area, just going to different uh, different places. There is a place up there. I don't know if you've seen any of these, but there is one. It's the same exact company, and there's one coming uh, to, to Lancaster. Um, it's called B- the Beer Wall. Have you heard of this? I've heard of the Beer Wall. Yeah, it's literally like you go in, you go to the bar, they they give you a card, a beer card. They you give them uh like a credit card or debit card or whatever so they can kind of tie the two together. And then there's just taps for all sorts of beers. They had 20 different beers along this wall. Um, and just the screens in there that tells you how much, uh, or what the beer is. And then you literally go up, you put your card in and you pour as much as you want. It tells you right there how much you spent on each pour. And then you just hang out. Like no one serves you. You don't have, they have a bar and they have a place where you could sit and they did, did have like, um, waiters and waitresses, but, but you don't have to do any of that. And they had like all sorts of like arcade machines. We were playing some Miss Pac-Man and stuff. It's wild, dude. Like uh, I'm kind of excited for the one, when the other one opens up. I guess the only disappointment is that there's not 99 beers on the wall. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. Yes. But yeah, that, that. Sound, that sounds awesome. I, I will definitely check it out once they build the one closer to home. Yeah. The, the only thing is that, you know, we went and the place was fucking packed. And we were probably there at... Uh, you know, four o'clock on a Saturday, which yeah, it's Saturday. People were doing stuff, but even at that hour, like it was just jam packed and the building that they're taking over closer to us is at least I think a smaller building than the one they already have up in Reading that we were in. So I'm like, Oh boy, that'll be great. But, but yeah, overall, it's kind of a genius idea when you think about it. You know, just uh, pour pour your own sort of stuff. It can kind of be a dangerous thing. Oh for yeah, someone as well. But <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to sample a lot of different beers, that that's definitely yeah. a a good way to do it. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, it was cool. Mm. I also, dude, I'm awful at Pac-Man. <laughs> what? Where, where is this coming from? Fucking terrible at Pac-Man. And I don't know if it was the machine they had. We were playing Miss Pac-Man. Dude, I couldn't even make it through the second level. And I think it might be that it was... um. I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. Like it wasn't uh, buttons or anything. It was just kind of like the lever sort of thing that you pull around. Uh-huh. Um, and, and and it was just so hard to get it to fucking go where I wanted to go. And I was constantly running into the ghost, and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, not good no. at Pac Man. Well, you know, you didn't grow up with games like Pac Man. No, I didn't. I did not. But yeah, that sounds like fun. But video yeah. games, you you played some Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you get into? I We've had some extra time. Oh, I know you mentioned before the show that you played a lot of games. Yeah, it was. it's kind of been a, a little bit of a shotgun blast uh, of video games, but... I feel like I've been able to, to dive into a lot of different stuff, uh, which has been great. Um, I'll start off first with I played um, and finished the first DLC for Borderlands 3. Um, finished it the other day, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it goes to some interesting locations that I really enjoyed playing around in, and some of the uh, side quests were you know, kind of typical Borderlands, really over the top and goofy. Um, the one thing that I just didn't really like about it is the final boss fight was just not fun. And not fun just because it, it was just super repetitive. It was one of those boss fights where um, you take down their health bar and then it comes back full health, but nothing's really different. And you go through that three times and then you have to do it one more time on the fourth time. And it's actually different. And it was just like, dude, this is just way too long and repetitive. Like if you're going to change it up like that, make me fight this thing over and over again, at least make it different. Um, but it wasn't, and so it was kind of, kind of frustrating. But there was a boss fight before. Basically, the the boss fight before the last one was actually fucking hard, which I kind of welcomed in a way because I feel like a lot of the boss fights so far in Borderlands Three, uh, especially in the base game, are not super challenging but this one kind of was i just felt very overwhelmed when doing it but got through it it was fun awesome overall i mean i i I, the dlc is good you'll get a lot of a lot of money out of out of it so you can upgrade a lot of different stuff i got a ton of really cool weapons out of it um so yeah looking forward to more borderlands which we'll talk about later yeah, uh, you finished one DLC just in time for another to creep up later this month. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was that was nice. Uh, let's see what else have I played. I played a little bit more of the campaign in Modern Warfare. I didn't get to play as much as I want to, but I am part of the way through the Highway of Death mission, which I know is uh, kind of a controversial one. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'll maybe speak a little more on that when I, when I finish it, just my thoughts. But, um, I did do the, the mission, um, the embassy and hunting party. And they, I think it was the embassy, which is the one where you have to kind of direct that, that woman through the cameras. Yeah. Which was kind of neat. I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of spicing yeah, that, things up a little bit. Yeah. That was definitely a, a different thing for call of duty. Like they, yeah. they haven't done something like that before. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a different way to do a stealth mission, which I, I didn't mind. Um, and then, yeah, that, that mission also had just had a lot of action to it and it was a good one. So going to keep playing more of that. Going to try to just pound that one out now. Um, I did not play too much of season two of, of the multiplayer. I played a couple of matches on, on rust. Um, but that's, that's about it. Um, rust is fine. Uh, it's, it rust is an old map from modern warfare too, but to be honest with you, I'd rather play on shipment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I, I like the chaos of shipment. I guess a little more. Um, I don't know. Have you played any season two yet of Modern Warfare? Yeah, I, I played about an hour or two. Um, yeah, I, I played some Rust. I played the new map. That I forget what it's called, but it's the big uh, supermarket and big warehouse-like store thing. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. I, I, I like the new map. Uh, I... I guess I just have to. I have to get used to it because I was I was getting my ass stomped. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Are you uh, buying into the battle pass for this season again? I did because I had enough COD points laying around. But if I don't at the start of next season, I don't. I'm I'm not sure that I can justify buying into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's you have to invest a lot of time into that thing to make it worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I definitely want to play more more of that multiplayer uh, for that, and I'll play more of the campaign. Let's see what else I play. I played uh, some Overwatch uh, for the first time. Holy in a long, shit! Long fucking time, and actually, let me look up. Some some shit here. Overwatch. Uh, so yeah, I haven't played Overwatch literally. So I popped the game in, and they are on season competitive season twenty. I haven't played since competitive season eleven. Mm. Uh, so it's been a long time since I played Overwatch, and they kind of changed some shit uh, for sure. So. The one change, which I know that we talked about when I announced it, is that before you enter matchmaking, you choose a role you want to play. Do you want to play a tank, uh, a support character, or um, or a damage character? And you can choose um, one role. You can choose two or three. Uh, it doesn't matter. And at the time, I was like, you know what? This could be not a bad idea. Uh, I could bring some balance to it, to the matches. And after playing a bunch of it, I'll be honest with you, I fucking hate this system. Wow, um, why? What's what's wrong with it? <laughs> because of the balancing of... Basically, I chose support because I don't mind playing support. So I chose all three at first. 
in literally every match I ended up being support because no one wants to be support. And so you're just, you're locked into those characters. It doesn't matter. Um, and then, then, you know, backed out and I was like, yeah, let me do just, uh, damage and support. Cause I, I don't, I'm fine with certain tanks, but I, I'm better with damage characters. Literally every match I was stuck as support. So basically because no, no one wants to play support. If you choose support, you are locked into playing support forever. And it's just, it's not fun. So if they, if they figure out a way to balance that up a little bit to where every other match I'm playing support and I actually get to choose, uh, you know, uh, characters from a different style, then, then I could be okay with this system. The matches were still fine, but I also think it kind of takes away a little bit of strategy and I get what they're trying to go for. Of, you, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have every team be the same makeup and, and also just have a fucking ton of tanks. Like, so you end up just having two tanks, two damage, two support on your team. Uh, so I get that, but at the same time, it kind of takes away from some strategy and that, um, say we're really close to winning, but we just need a little bit more of a boost. Let me switch to a tank or to another damage role and to get us over the edge to, to, to uh, to win, uh, I I also get the flip side of hey you gotta gotta figure it out uh, to to win, but I don't know it kind of takes away some of that stuff, and I, I just think if they can figure out some matchmaking a little bit better, it, it can be an overall okay system, but man, it really kind of kind of soured some things a little bit because when you're stuck playing the same fucking characters over and over again or same group, it kind of you know, in a game like Overwatch, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm. I get it, but also, like, if you're tired of support, uncheck it. Yeah, well, then that's that's another thing I did. I I unchecked support, and literally every match took like five minutes to find. After that, um, I I don't know if that's another matchmaking issue, or if it was just you know sometimes it happens in Overwatch where it takes forever to find a match. I don't know if it was that either, but I was like, okay, this is weird. Well, that, um, that's just how all games that have roles are. If you if you restrict it like that and. Honestly, most games benefit from restricting, like, you have to choose a role before you go in. Like, most most games that have that thing, it, it benefits it from it because otherwise you get chaos and a lot of times that can evolve into not being fun and having everyone just... People refusing to play the game in a way that is that makes it fun for everyone. It's yeah, I do get that. In that 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 before this system that did happen several times. Yeah, you get you get like a bunch of people being like, "Hey, I don't fucking nobody wants to fucking play the support, so we play without it and get fucking rolled." Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I, I gotta play a little bit more, but I will say it was a lot of fun to jump back in overwatch um just because it's been such a long time and there was a lot of very good matches you have those matches where you know your team just rolls through and, and wins very quickly and it just feels good but then you also have those matches that are just incredibly intense and, and close uh that are kind of the classic overwatch wheel um 
some of the new maps they added were pretty fun to play on. And then also, uh, they have added several new characters that I haven't used before. Um, first was, uh, Baptiste, who is a support character. He kind of has like a machine gun, but then he can fire like healing grenades uh, at, at, uh, your teammates and do a couple other things that were pretty cool. I, I liked playing as him. Uh, and then another one is Sigma, which was, he's interesting. He takes some use, uh, getting used to, he's another tank. Um, he kind of has all these orbs that you can kind of throw. Um, but then, uh, he can literally just rip the ground out and chuck giant pieces of earth at people, which is fucking great and very satisfying when you land that. Um, he's cool. He just takes a little getting used to it. He's really fucking slow, too. Um, All the tanks are yeah. kind of slow. Some, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, slower than usual. Okay. <laughs> Like very, very slow, but yeah, there was, there, there's, there's some good stuff. Also, you know, I learned that if you can get a good wrecking ball, which is one of the new characters, that little mouse in, in, in the ball just rolls around. If you can get a good wrecking ball in a good spot, holy shit, can that change the swing of the game? Um, cause that happened a couple times as well. Um, yeah, overwatch. It's cool. It's neat. I, I wonder, I really wonder if they're going to get Overwatch 2 out this year. Yeah, and I I, I wonder what that, what that actually looks like. like. I know, because that, that's a thing. Like, playing, I'm like, yeah, I can be down for Overwatch 2, but then it, you know, when, when you're playing it, you're like, oh, well, I'll get all the characters, I'll get all the maps and all this stuff. So it's like, eh, do I really need to upgrade? Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Oh boy! I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of shooters here. You got Borderlands, you got Call of Duty, and Overwatch so far. Uh, you still, yeah. Do, do do we need to talk about like what kind of games you're playing? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I so I also played more of a uh, Greece, um, on uh, Game Pass is where I've been playing that. Um, but. That game's it's it's cool. It's it's gotten a little bit better. I mean, at first it's it can be a little little boring, but the game's kind of opened up a little bit in terms of some exploration, some puzzle solving. You got a little bit more abilities and some, you know, getting into a little bit more interesting stuff so far. I think I'm about halfway through that one. Um, I heard the game's about three and a half hours long, so uh, I probably have about an hour and a half into it. So, uh, but man, one some of the best artwork I've ever seen in a video game in that game. It's just, it's stunning. Awesome. Um, let's see. I also played more, uh, Zelda and Luigi's Mansion. So <laughs> okay. I won't talk too much about them, but I'm coming down to finish line, especially on Zelda, which is great. I think the final thing that I played that I can think of is a newer game uh darksiders genesis you wow okay i was not i did not see this coming yeah and i i don't know if you see this coming i bought this on steam oh so you actually <laughs> spent money on steam 
I huh. did. And, and the reason why, and I find this so bizarre, is that the game is $30 on Steam and $40 on PS4. Huh. I don't know why there's a difference there, a $10 difference, but I'm like, I don't know. I'd, you know, I, I'd rather spend less money on this thing. Uh, but I've been curious about this game and I felt like just getting something new and, and kind of fresh. Um, and I, I think I played about an hour of it. Um, Hooking up that controller it, just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That, that works totally well. Um, it's, okay so far i'm not totally blown away by it but you know i think the change in camera angle to make it a little bit more diablo like is interesting uh it's definitely darksiders in that um that you know there's some environmental puzzle solving and some good action going on um it so far like so you get to play as as two characters you play as um strife and the guy from the first game. Mm. I'm blanking on him. But uh, so you get to play as both of them. It is co-op, uh, but as as a single player, you can kind of go back um, and back and forth between them. And there's different abilities and all sorts of stuff you can use with them. But so far, I've been playing as the new character in the game. And uh, it kind of some of his he's got a gun that kind of works a little bit like a twin stick shooter okay. in a way in, in how you can maneuver around the environments. And I got like new ammo types for it. And the new uh, new ammo type I got just fucking destroys and feels pretty good to, to wreck some dudes. But then, uh, you know, there's there's some hack and slash goodness going on there. Um so far, my my only thing that I'm not enjoying too much yet is, one, the map is fucking terrible. It doesn't even show you where you're at on the map. It highlights the area, but not specifically your character. So you kind of have to think of where you're at sort of thing if you're trying to look for a specific thing. Um I don't know. It just annoys the map just annoys the shit out of me in this game. But then so far, you know, I am very early in the game could get way better as it goes. Cause a lot of times this happens so far, just the environments, um, not too fun to explore, uh, just a little bit kind of plain. Um, and yeah, the action's good. Some of the puzzle solving can be fun, but otherwise it's not super exciting. Uh, but you know, I think about, at least the first Darksiders, and I feel like that got a lot more interesting as the game went along. So, so I'm not going to hold that against the game too far or too much right now. Um, but looking forward to playing more of it for sure. It's it's pretty. Uh, I'll say that uh, there's some kind of back like it kind of pulls you into certain vistas every once in a while, which uh, in the backgrounds and everything that they have going on, I'm like this is fucking beautiful some of these but uh exploring them not not super fun so far uh but i did like the first major boss fight which was fun as well so yeah i'll play more of it cool. it's not as uh loot based as i thought it might be might be for a game like this but i'm kind of okay with that it's just more of a you know an, an adventure sort of thing okay cool yeah is that it? 
I think that's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, uh, like I said, I played a lot of shit. Um, and, you know, feels good to play a lot of stuff sometimes like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I have a, a list here of games that I've played as well. Um, yeah. What you I, got? We already touched on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Don't need to talk too much about that. Uh, I played some more Apex Legends. Surprise, surprise. Uh, one, yeah. one a few games has Revenant. Really, really liking Revenant. Um, really liking that new uh, Harvester area on the map too. Mm. Uh, that that provides another focal point because before everyone was just dropping in the city, and it was it was kind of bad. With it. Yeah. everyone was just drawn to that one area. Uh, I also played some Final Fantasy fourteen. I did. I'm not sure if I mentioned this. I did all the raids. I did all the trials. I haven't done the extreme or the S tier stuff yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to because that is a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah. of a lot of mechanics that, that you have to memorize, and I'm not sure if I have the time to uh, put down on that. Uh, I'm also I also leveled another class up. I am a ninja now. I have a ninja class ready to play. Uh, oh shit! And I looked ahead to some of the mechanics in that, and boy howdy, I think I when I picked Monk as my first class, that was like the simplest class out there, and I didn't realize it because I'm looking at uh, some of the stuff that you have to do as a ninja, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff I can do. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Does it play like movement-wise and stuff? Is does it play different? Um, like a ninja? It does a little bit. Uh, you. It's, I mean, ninjas and monks all are very, like, I guess they're similarly styled in the way that you, like, have where you approach, um, where, like, the, the kind of positional things that you have to do striking with certain moves from, from certain positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but ninja have these things, I forget what they're called, um, but they're kind of like, uh, different chance buffs, uh, ninjutsu kind of things. Um, basically, there are three separate kind of uh, three. I don't know how to describe them, but um, there are three. I guess you can call them buffs, but they aren't really buffs. They're but that you do in a combination, and then you unleash them, and based on the combination, you get a different move that goes out of it. Mm. Uh. I haven't really reached that part yet. I have just become a ninja, upgraded from the rogue class. But yeah, I'm, I I think that's going to be a fun class for me to play. Right on. Sounds fun. Uh, I also, well, I mentioned earlier, cleaning my uh, brake pedal, oh, all of my pedals. I played some Project Cars too. I did a couple of races. I did the Detroit Grand Prix and the... Uh, and the the Indianapolis Road Course, and now okay. I'm, now I'm on the Indy 500. Did you? I saw you tweeting about. Did you do it yet? I Are you tried to do the full thing. So here's the thing. I started okay. a full thing. I was doing great. I was avoiding all yeah. the crashes, doing nope. just fine. Till about lap 60 of 200, and it wasn't even a mistake I made. This game already punishing, a punishing simulation. I pull into the pits at lap 60. And for some reason, my battery is dead. 
Oh, no. And they have to replace the battery, and it puts me a lap and a half down. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, I can recover from this. It's a long race. Yeah. My next pit stop in lap, like, 86 or 87, someone fumbles a wheel nut, puts me another half lap behind. Uh, And at that point, I'm like, well, fuck this. If it's just going to keep fucking me from here on out on my on my pit stops like what the fuck yeah seriously like it's already a punishing enough game why does it have to have this shit in it why does it have to stack bullshit on top of already being a hard game and as far as i could tell the the ai pit stops weren't having these problems like their pit times looked pretty normal it's just yeah it was pissing me off tyler yeah, I, I don't blame you. Sometimes I feel like things like that in racing games can be a little frustrating. And because you don't see that happening to the other AI, uh, that it just it it can be more frustrating because it feels more random. And yeah. Like it's aimed just at you. It's it's not something that you're seeing go on and it's like, oh, OK, this is just kind of a yeah. typical race. It's like you're just trying to fuck me because I turned a difficulty up or I'm doing a longer race or whatever. Yeah. And like for stuff like that has to be all or nothing. Either everyone has to be suffering or nobody like it, it cannot seem it cannot even seem like imp- like it, it has to be everybody or you're just fucked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Uh, so then I bought a few games on sale. Uh, one of them being Crash Team Racing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I played that first area, Beat Ripper Roo. Yep. And, that, and that's about where I left it, but I really like that game a lot. It looks it's, pretty fucking rad. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. They did a good job with it. Yeah, I'm I'm getting used to that that drifting system. It is mm-hmm. very different from Mario Kart. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I like that game a lot. Game's uh, a lot harder to play than Mario Kart too. Oh yeah. Uh, it takes a lot more to get used to. I really like it how they let you play as different characters right from the start. Mm-hmm. I am playing as Coco. Because nice. I think some of her skins look really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, and there are character skins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about Crash Team Racing before, but they have definitely done some modern things to Crash Team Racing. Not all of it great, but some of it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that game in a while. i got to jump back into that. Yeah, they added a new track. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh... I guess they're doing that like every season. They're adding a new track or something like that. All right. Yeah. Sure. Give us a new one. That's what I want. Mm. The other game I bought on sale and played through the entirety of is Erica, the FMV game that released last oh. year. Yeah. How was that? It is really, really good. I, so it's, it's about four hours. I want to say I played through it. Um, a lot of different choices you can make uh, based like certain things you want to investigate and look at. Uh, there are like different decisions you make around how you interact with certain characters. Mm-hmm. It is a really fascinating thing, and I'm curious. Like, I'd be interested to see how they made it because it's really, really good. It's like you can't like 
if you just took all the choices out of it, it looks like a fucking movie, albeit a long movie. But yeah. like it's it's really uh, it's really interesting. The writing's really good. Um, I, I love I like this story a lot. It's it's pretty cool. What's the story about again? Okay, so high level, high level. You, it starts off in a flashback with your father, and your father is dead in modern times. In in the present day of the game, your father is dead, but you get flashbacks to him. There's these, there's this weird tattoo. Uh, your father was in charge of this mental health facility. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it is on the surface. I mean, there are other things I'm not going to spoil. But there's a whole mystery about, like, what the nature of his actual work was. Um, and then flash forward to modern times, you get mailed a box that has a severed arm in it that has this tattoo that you recognize from the facility your father worked at. It's a symbol that was on these medallions that were passed out. Uh... But yeah, there's, it's, it's pretty cool. There's, you, you, you're basically cooperating with this investigation to a certain extent, and then you have choices around how far you're going to take that cooperation, or if you're going to go another direction to mm. actually uncover everything in a different way. It, yeah, it's, it's pretty rad. I think, Ooh. hmm. I don't want to speak for anyone here, but I think you and your wife would enjoy this. My wife. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. And so that's one of those games you play basically with the phone, right? Yes, you use your phone as a controller. Uh, A lot of just swiping on it. You can play it with a DualShock 4, but uh, I I played it with the phone. It, It felt pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of a Sony published that game, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, kind of flew under the radar there a little bit, but um, I think it's cool that Sony does those sort of things. I just wonder. I feel like it's been a little bit since they announced another one, so I wonder how much that because I feel like they had a couple games like that where you were kind of playing with your phone and or with a group of people and making choices and. I wonder if they're going to continue that initiative into PlayStation Five. Yeah, and I, I think some of the, uh, I guess some of the, uh, I guess momentum or whatever, like they haven't announced anything that might be related to PlayStation Five as well, because they don't want to announce a game for like Sony first party doesn't want to announce a game for the next generation of consoles before they've actually revealed that and had an opportunity to like do a presentation with all the games that are going to come at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That it, cool. it was, it was really fun. There, there are a lot of trophies based on the different decisions you can make. So I guess there's replayability there as well. If you want to see other aspects of the story, because you do get like, there are like large branching paths. Like, uh, I think my suspicion is that they all end up similarly at the same place at certain points. Uh, but yeah, there's, there are a lot of different decisions you can make a lot of different things that you have to choose one or the other to investigate. Yeah. 
But yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, I guess the last game on the list here, I, I believe it's available for PlayStation now. Is Disco Elysium on PlayStation yet? No, but it's they did say it's coming to PlayStation uh, in 2020. So okay, yeah. So eventually, I guess I will talk about this then. Disco Elysium. Uh, it it is an isometric game, a lot of pointing and clicking. It's an RPG. I haven't encountered much combat. I don't think there's going to be combat in this. Uh, basically, you're a drunk police officer. Well, you're an alcoholic police officer. I don't. You can get drunk. <laughs> that is that is okay. the thing. You can do drugs. There are all kinds of different choices. This game um, is probably, to a large extent, the most choice I've seen in video games about how you play your character. It's, it is the most role-playing of role-playing games. You get to choose exactly how your character decides to react to things, what they... Like, there are a lot of different ideologies at play that you can shape your character around. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, you have you have a sidekick, not really a sidekick, a partner that you're investigating this murder with, uh, talking to all the people in the town. It's it's really rad. I like it a lot. It has a cool like oil painting like style to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I've played about like four hours of it. I think it's a fairly long game, maybe. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It, I, I also, really want to play this game. It's also really funny too. There's there's a lot of mm. good humor in there. <laughs> Sweet. I think the idea of an RPG without combat for the most part is really fascinating yeah it it has all these different skills that you dump points into um yeah i'm i'm feel i'm feeling like this might be one of the games that like i might i might enjoy for a long time it might be on a list of things of top games for a while uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really hooking me. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one I want to get around to at some point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's it. I I guess it is on PlayStation, though. I So I've been seeing a lot of coverage of Baldur's Gate 3. Tyler, have you, uh, have yes. you seen any of this? I've seen some of it, and man, that game looks fucking good. Yeah. I went back and played a little, like, an hour or two of the first Baldur's Gate getting out of the opening area and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like those styles of games. And Tyler, now that you're playing on Steam, maybe we should do a co-op run of Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, yeah. That'd be fucking cool. Or maybe when it comes out, we do a co-op. I, I believe, I'm not sure if they have online co-op, but if they do, we should do Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I'm down for either. I'm kind of, I've been eyeing up some of those games. Like I was eyeing up Disco Elysium and, and um, that uh, Wilson. Oh, yeah. Lords of Mayhem, kind of eyeing that up. Um, and yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 looks great. I'm ready to play some of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think we should play Divinity Original Sin 2. It's yeah. on sale right now. I think it's 50% off. 
Okay. Uh, on Steam? Yeah, on Steam. I'll have, to, I'll have to look here. Yeah. I mean, now that we are recording apart more often, uh, that, that w- that's a good online co-op game we can play since it's going to be rare that we play Neo together unless my schedule changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I can definitely do, um, you know, the podcast in person hangout. Um, it, it can, can definitely do it every once in a while. It's just sometimes we would have to Skype a little more than we were. Yeah. You know, but hey, yeah, I can be down for something like that. I'm, I'm actually looking it up now. See how much it is. Yeah. Uh, but man, Baldur's Gate 3, I... I... I think that game is going to be one of my favorites this year. Uh, it's releasing later this year in early access. Uh, it's part of that Xbox Game Pass for PC. But Larian Studios have ported their games to console before, so it's not out yeah. of the... It's actually more likely than not they will bring this to consoles, whether that be the current generation or next generation consoles. <sighs> that is yet to be seen. Yeah. So what I need to play... The first one that gets. Oh the second no, one. no! I played, no. I played the the first uh, Divinity Original Sin, and the things that you'd get from that to uh, at least maybe five, ten hours I've played of Divinity Original Sin two. Like there isn't other than some world building stuff and just knowing some stuff about the world. Like there, there isn't much that you need to know. Like the stories gotcha. don't connect in that way gotcha yeah i might i might actually do this it's 22 bucks yeah it's a lot of game too (laughs) yeah uh but yeah we we should definitely talk about doing a co-op run of that yeah uh but that's it for games we've been playing and maybe games we want to play uh we'll talk a little bit more about that some other time but for now let's get into the news and i guess the biggest headline across the gaming industry is that goddamn coronavirus yeah kind of fucking some shit up man yeah really fucking shit up uh gdc uh, the 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 game developers con- conference is postponed um this causing a lot of problems, especially with small development teams that have already planned travel and stuff like that. GDC not happening because of coronavirus until maybe in the summer. So, yeah, that's that threw a wrench in a lot of things out there. And I right. guess this is something we'll have to watch for E3 as well. Mm-hmm. The ESA claiming they're keeping an eye on the situation but who knows i don't think the esa is willing to close e3 personally i don't think they are willing to do that because that is that is the death of e3 if it goes away for a year i agree i agree uh yeah i think it's it's a little and a little too much on the line for for e3 for sure because it's been dwindling and uh this year's not looking too great for it either so far um and from what it sounds like they've invested a lot in trying to turn it around this year yeah definitely definitely um pax east is still going on i know there are some current concerns there sony pulled out of pax east 
A lot. Um, of, uh, I think uh, like it's not just Sony, but uh, Square Enix scaled their uh, involvement back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of other other companies that have decided, hey, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's totally makes sense to not want to uh, invest into doing this uh, with something out there that that is a pretty nasty thing and you know you don't want it to spread more than it already is you don't want your workforce getting uh that infection bringing it back to to your whole team i mean it it makes sense and i think until until the whole thing kind of dies down and gets way more under control i feel like you're going to see this a lot more um it, it it makes sense yeah it's unfortunate for sure um, especially GDC. I mean, GDC is a important thing uh, for a lot of companies because you know they they learn from each other at, at the different panels. Some of them show off games, but then uh, there's a lot of connections that get made there too. And especially in um, a console launch year, this this right. this is an important GDC. Yeah, yeah. So I would say GDC hurts Sony probably a lot more than PAX does. Um, for them not being in packs because of coronavirus concerns, but um, makes sense for GDC to postpone it as well because just so many major players were pulling out of it. I wonder uh, how much show they still had left. <laughs> so, so it makes sense to to put it later in the summer. The the only thing with with that is you know the summer times a very busy time for a lot of these events. Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, yeah, and again, you're going to be talking with a lot of developers, and I guess a lot of small developers. This is their shot at uh, pitching platform holders. Uh, we've got s- details on one of the platforms launching this year, the Xbox Series X. Uh, some technical specs are out there officially now. Yeah. And it appears the Series X will have 12 teraflops of GPU power. Oh, dude, the teraflops. Uh, I guess I'll go down these uh, these bullet points on this on this nice graphic provided by Xbox. Um, there will be variable rate shading, hardware accelerated DirectX, ray tracing, quick resume for multiple games, and smart delivery. Uh, smart delivery, I believe, uh, the system by which you buy a game for the Xbox platform and you can play it wherever you have an Xbox. Like, yeah. uh, whether it be an Xbox One game, once there, once you have a Series X, it's just there, and the Series X version is there, and you just have it, you just buy it once. Uh, so they're supporting right. that. Uh, yeah, I. This is more or less what the leaks have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know what? We'll see what PlayStation brings. I, there, hmm. I'd be surprised if it wasn't similar to what we see here. Oh, hundred percent. And and I think there's been, you know, we we we're kind of bringing these up just because you know. The Series X, the PlayStation Five, launching both this year. There's a lot of, a lot of things going on with both of them. But you know, in context, what could this mean for PlayStation? Um, 
I think <laughs> there's just so much speculation out there of like, well, will Sony have this? Why wouldn't Sony have this or this or that? It's like we, we don't fully know because I haven't fully said, but it, I think it's kind of obvious with uh, some of these things that they're probably going to have it in, especially like smart delivery. If Sony doesn't have smart delivery, they're going to look like a bunch of fucking dumbasses, in my opinion. Uh, just because that is such a genius thing of, you know, you literally can just play the games wherever. And, you know, you buy Cyberpunk this year, you'll, on your Xbox One, you'll get it get an enhanced version of that for free on the series X. That's a major big deal. And I know uh, Microsoft said they're not requiring all developers to do that. Uh, so they're kind of leaving that door open, I guess, uh, for the publishers that want to be greedy and remat and, you know, sell a whole new version of the game. Like what happened uh, this past generation. Um, but I just think like that is like one of the biggest things I feel with, with what Microsoft announced and, and that Sony absolutely has to have that. Yeah, it's and but that's the thing I fear that Sony won't have. Yeah, that, that, that's the yeah, thing I'm know. like Sony hasn't I don't know. I I feel like stuff like that, that consumer friendly kind of stuff, I I I'm not sure if Sony has it in them. Yeah, I mean they, they kind of, especially for stuff that they have to they have to support for other developers being able to right. do. Like they've basically, I I don't know. I I just feel like they haven't done the stuff in this direction that actually help developers do the right thing. Like yeah. they've been all they've been all about. Hey, this is the platform. Do whatever the hell you want with it. Be be greedy assholes but uh, don't ask us for shit. That, that's just that, that's just what I what I've I speculate might be the case. I, I, yeah, I feel like Sony's going to be like, uh, yeah, we aren't going to do this ourselves. But if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. But we aren't going to be the ones front, on the front lines making this a thing that's supported broadly. Right. Yeah, and especially as this generation has went on, Sony has not been as consumer-friendly as they were in the beginning of the generation in a way because they don't have to. They are the market leader, and, and Xbox definitely needs to. But, you know, this is sort of a reset button, and I think it could be a pretty big deal if they don't have something like smart delivery. Um also, just this whole quick resume thing sounds very cool, too, that I really hope the PlayStation 5 has. Um, basically, you can re-enter suspended games with almost no wait times, and you can do that with multiple games. And apparently, even if you reboot your system, it still works. It's yeah, wild. I, I guess <laughs> so, but also, I'm not sure how much use I'll get out of it, because I'm, I don't necessarily... I haven't thought about uh, having multiple games just on, in the background, having a having being paused in a safe state. Like a lot of times, when I'm done with a game, I don't just leave it hanging there. I I right. close the game and I move on. Yeah, I, I'm not sure like if this is going to change the way I 
I behave when I'm like, okay, uh, done with that. Moving on to something else. I, I, that's going to be a habit that's that I'm going to have to break. Where I'm like, okay, I can just leave this hanging here. But also, I'm curious to see if that uh, impacts any performance in the background as well. Right. Yeah. Who knows? It, it could be a it could be a cool thing. But I too, I I completely closed the game. I guess one thing with that is like. What if you're playing a game like, I don't know, Destiny, that is pretty important to have a connection to, like what happens there? Yeah. And like even now, like current generation, if you even even just pausing one game like that shit disconnects like while you're while you're out of it, like uh, if you put your console to sleep and you just and you come back to it like you're you're disconnected from the servers you have to go reconnect again yeah agreed and then uh yeah i mean 12 teraflops <laughs> i want to get into it but that is that's double what the xbox one x has um it's like three times more than the playstation 4 pro and it's rumored that the PS5 is going to have 9.2 right now, but of course that's not confirmed. But you know that could be a that could be a difference for sure. But also, let's throw shade at uh, Google Stadia, who I think has 10, yeah. <laughs> and they're yes. like, "This is the premier place to play video games. Yes. We can give you more power than you can get that you can, than you can get in a home environment." Yeah. And then the next generation of consoles, not to yeah. mention like what uh, what consumer PCs are going to be. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet when Google announced that Sony and, and Microsoft, especially, you know, just knowing how much they have now, we're probably like, OK, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds good now before the series x and playstation 5 are revealed of like oh my god look how much flops google stadia can have although it doesn't get fully utilized yeah google stadia but yeah all this just gets me so excited for playstation 5 as well like i I really want to know more of the technical side of that system as well you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm not. Sh- d- does the GDC delay delay uh, Sony's hand as well? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Good. Or do they want? Hmm. I, I'm not sure if it does though, because maybe they've already shared some things, and they don't want it to leak. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, good shit, though. That's enough speculating about... The, well, I guess... Mm, okay, let's just do the controller thing here. We do know some things <laughs> about PlayStation 5. Well, potential things. The DualShock 5. It's. It seems there's a patent here for an attachment for your DualShock controller that sends biometric feedback, uh, meaning that they can... Use things such as heart rate, sweat, things like that to uh, affect things in a game. I'm not sure how effective this kind of feature would be, considering that some people have, like... (laughs) A, some people react differently. Everybody's body is different. 
Uh, some people have health conditions that cause irregular heartbeats. Right. It's it's a thing that I, I'm not sure that developers would be able to use effectively. <laughs> I agree. I don't I don't know how this would work. I think it's strange that this is something they're thinking of. I, you know, this quote here from the patent makes me wonder if this is something maybe they're thinking of. You know, I know this is an attachment to the DualShock 5, but maybe thinking of in terms of PlayStation VR, maybe um, it says Quote, this has become a particular interest with the increasing availability of head-mounted displays, which are provided with the intention of fully immersing a player in the in-game environment. Mm. Can maybe go a little more hand-in-hand with that, but overall, I think it is something that's just kind of strange and I don't think would be very highly utilized. Like... I don't know who's sweating a lot during video games. I mean, I know some people just naturally have sweaty hands, but I don't know. This is weird, man. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. We don't need that. No, no, we don't. (laughs) And in in fact, like I'm not, I'm not going to get too political here, but with the current system of healthcare, I don't want anything collecting my biometric feedback and selling and potentially selling it to health insurance companies in a way that they could use against me to yeah. raise my premium or ha- stuff like that. I just don't feel like the, that I need anything collecting that data. I agree. I think uh, I uh, don't need that either. There's some shady shit that could happen with that. Mm-hmm. All righty. Tyler, you finished that Borderlands DLC in that, in, in that casino. Are you ready for some guns, love, and tentacles? Sure. I can be down for that. Well, there's a DLC coming March 26th. Yep. For Borderlands 3. Uh, it looks like, yeah, hmm. I, I don't I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> so the Mecromancer is going to be back, but not as a playable character, uh, as an NPC, I believe, um, which has happened with multiple characters uh, in that way for Borderlands 3. So that's cool, although I really like playing the Mecromancer. Uh, this is going to be on an ice planet. Um, it's going to be dealing with Wayne Wright Jacobs in uh, Hammerlock, which... You know, those two together, I think, were pretty funny in Borderlands 3. They kind of go hand in hand with one another in a way. Um, And so, yeah, I think this could be a pretty, pretty neat uh, DLC. Uh, New weapons and and all that stuff. I'm I'm down. Also, this planet looks like it could be cool. Mm. Cool to explore. There's going to be... um, Let's see. Another uh, takedown at the Malawan Black Site is going to happen, uh, which those are apparently very difficult to do. I haven't done one yet, but I feel like it probably wouldn't end well for me because there's supposed to be like some of the hardest things uh, you can do in the game. And then there's also going to be another seasonal event called the Revenge of the Cartels, which is going to be a lot like the Halloween event, um, which basically with that Halloween event, if you killed an enemy 
there would be kind of a skull that would come after you that you would have to kill or it would blow up and do more damage to you. Um, and if you took out a certain number, then you would get new, new cosmetics and stuff like that. There are different tiers to it. It was, I mean, it was fine. Um, but then they're also revamping the mayhem mode, which I still got to fuck around with a little more. I'm, I'm doing mayhem 1.0, which does make things a little harder and gets me some better stuff. But, um, I need to maybe look at dialing that up, but I'm, I'm down for more borderlands. My only worry is this is going to be coming out after doom is out and animal crossing. And then not long before like resident evil three and final fantasy and, you know, new fresh games. Yeah. That's my only worry. And they also were teasing, um, you know, their their third DLC expansion, which is going to have like some big fucking dinosaurs in it or some shit. I'm like, OK, that's cool. But damn, you know, by then, you know, we're, we're going to be probably looking towards late summer, early fall, maybe. And um, yeah, I'm not sure how much I would want to still be playing Borderlands. I think I'll still probably play it, but it's definitely going to take a little bit more of a backseat to uh, some new games. But cool awesome yeah all righty uh well it looks like i mean borderlands 3 didn't necessarily do the games as a service thing really they they went more traditional but plat yeah. but uh platinum here they've got ambitions they do uh so it appears that platinum are upscaling. They are hiring more and more employees, looking to bring aboard a hundred more people. At the moment, uh, they have two hundred and forty. But uh, they say here, um, first of all, we do not have enough staff at the moment. It's a nice problem to have, but we get a lot of work offers from other publishers. For example, like Near Automata, where we can collaborate on a publish on the publisher's IP or to make original titles for a publisher, and we are limited to how many projects we can take on. So there are a lot of projects that we have to turn down, and I think it would be better to increase our capacity so we can work on more fun projects. Cool. Um... Platinum's, I feel like, kind of been a little aggressive recently um, with announcing a lot of different things. You know, they got that investment from Tencent, uh, and then, you know, now they, they want to open new studios, hire a ton of more people, do a lot more projects, uh, self-publish a lot of their stuff, um, which I think in terms of the self-publishing for platinum, it makes a lot of sense because they've been kind of so dependent on other publishers that if that stuff started to fall through, then that's not a very good thing, you know? So I, I like this. I mean, platinum makes cool games and you know, let's uh, keep, uh, keep on trucking along. Yeah. I, I wonder what, what a platinum game as a service look like because yeah platinum games do have a certain style to them and like they're they're action games like everything at least everything i've played from platinum is an action game yes where yep. it's like you have all these weapons you do some cool tricks and stuff i wonder how that works uh in in the game as a service model 
I agree. I think I think that that's an interesting thing to think about for Platinum. Can you imagine the next year as a games as a service? Yes, actually, I can. Uh, <laughs> establishing machine dominance on a distant planet uh, where the Ark lands. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I can see it. Yeah. I could be down. Uh, Platinum also just announced their new IP. They called it Project GG. Yeah, that's that's about it. There was a little teaser trailer, but um, you know, it'll be a long ways until we see something something out of that. Yeah, but it's supposed that's supposed to be the first fully self-published Platinum game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for to see what uh, Platinum does. Uh, yeah. I generally enjoy their games, mostly the non-licensed stuff. Uh, yeah, I I don't have any love for what did they make that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Oh, I thought they did. Yeah, I thought they did. Man, I forgot about that game. Holy shit! <laughs> and then they did that Transformers game, which I heard was all right, but I yeah. didn't play it. I, I'm I, I want Plat- Platinum to do their own shit. Yep. I also want them to finish Bayonetta 3, goddammit. I know. That's gotta be this year, right? I mean, fuck, that's been so long since they revealed that. Bayonetta 3, Babylon's Fall looks pretty neat that they have announced. And then, yeah, I mean, there's so many games from Platinum that I want them to do sequels for, you know, in particular Near Automata, of course. Um, I know that's with Square Enix, but still. Um,. And we're getting Bayonetta 3. It wouldn't surprise me if they do a, a second Astral Chain game with Nintendo, potentially. And I wonder with them doing self-publishing stuff, do they bring back um, Scalebound? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Scalebound. Okay. Was Did yeah, they do Beautiful Joe, right? I, I'm, not, I'm not they imagining do, that. No. No, you're not. I'm pretty sure they did Beautiful Joe. I can... I'll check you on that, but uh, I'm pretty sure they did. But yeah, Scalebound. It would, yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, if they could get that from Microsoft and then do it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing it, uh, there is this analyst, Superdata, who has who has reported that. Fortnite's earnings are are down. Uh, Epic doesn't think that's the case. Well, is arguing that Superdata doesn't know anything about their uh, revenue. But Superdata, uh, standing firm, saying that they have quote a proven method- methodology and validation process. I don't know what any of this means. I don't think personally I think Fortnite is just is cruising at the moment I don't think I haven't necessarily seen anything to suggest that they've grown or fallen off Fortnite still seems fucking huge right I I uh, don't see Fortnite really going anywhere to be honest with you and and I, I would be shocked if it did, and I, I don't think it's going to until something, something else kind of comes along. I mean, this happens with a lot of games. I feel where they grow a lot in popularity, and then they just kind of 
kind of cruise along a little bit and, and still have a huge player base, even though maybe it's not as widely talked about by everybody as it was. Um, but, you know, Fortnite's still a cash cow. I mean, you walk into a fucking the Toy Story section in a in Target or whatever. There's just Fortnite shit everywhere. So not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to uh, go on a video game website nowadays and not see a Fortnite thing immediately. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, I mean, every publisher wishes they still had a f- Fortnite man. Mm-hmm. That game just makes so much money, even if it is kind of dipping a little bit compared to what it was. But it got so high, you know, in terms of how much money it was making that it's kind of that the little unsustainable Mm. over a very long period of time. Um, Really quick, Capcom made Beautiful Joe, but um, Hideki Kamiya directed ah. that game who is he founded platinum and has been yeah. working on okay so, so yeah huh all right speaking of long tales and sustainability the dark pictures anthology yeah. has another uh another edition along the way titled little hope and there is a release window uh 2020, you'll be able to play the next game in the Dark Pictures anthology. Yep, this summer. Yeah, you are you are you excited? I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm interested. Um, I still got to finish Man and Medan, but um, oh shit, I thought you finished that. No, no, I didn't. I'm pr- probably two thirds through. We're coming towards the end, but um, Little Hope does sound cool. Um, I just, yeah, there's just some things about Man of a Dan that can get a little boring that I wonder if that stuff will still continue in Little Hope just because of the turnaround time uh, for these games. Uh, But Little Hope, though, I didn't really know what it was about, but uh, it's trapped in an isolated, trapped and isolated in an abandoned town of Little Hope for college students and their professor must escape the nightmarish visions that relentlessly pursue them through an impenetrable fog. Oh, okay. So it's just Silent Hill. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I hope it's I hope it's creepy. That's the one thing about Mary Dan. That's not very creepy. Until Dawn was a lot more creepy. Yeah, the I the think. trailer here definitely sells it as, as more creepy. <laughs> yeah. I think if they had more of that, it could be a lot more a lot more interesting. But we'll see. Yeah. God damn, I miss Silent Hill. Silent Hill was so creepy. You never, never played them. Yeah, I. I kind of figured you'd never played them. Yeah. God damn. Something I never, never got around to. I would love if they fucking came back though. Cause I would definitely play them. If Silent Hill got the remake treat treatment that resident evil did, I would be fucking 100% in. Oh yeah. I think, I think I would definitely be down for that too. And definitely give it my, my shot. Yeah. But Konami's not going to do that. Uh, so no, no. You should, uh, okay. One one story we didn't throw in here was what Kojima Productions is teasing. Okay. I, I just... That story that everybody is posting of 
are they making a Silent Hill game? I think is the dumbest fucking shit. And I, I am willing to eat my words if uh, they do announce one. But like, why would Konami give them the license, especially Kojima, with what happened there? Yeah, it's it would, just they would look the like dumbest fools. fucking shit. Like Konami wouldn't yes. do it because if it's a good game. They look like they look like fucking assholes, and then if it's a bad game, they're like, "Oh wow, that that was a stupid thing for us to do." Yes, I just I, I think that's just the dumbest shit that uh, major video game websites have been actually thinking that's going to happen. Um, I mean, of course they're teasing something. They could do something in the spirit of Silent Hills for sure. That's something you know, an original IP, but. I, it's I called know. Quiet Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I just read that and was just like, are you serious? No. Oh. All right. Tyler, we both have a love and appreciation for Shovel Knight. Can I, can I say that? Yeah, I appreciate Shovel Knight. I'm just fucking terrible at it, so it it makes me sad every time I play it. <laughs> well, Tyler, if one of the things you like about Shovel Knight is the style and art of Shovel Knight, it looks like you'll be able to play a different type of game with that style. Uh, yes. This is called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, it's a puzzle game. I, I'm not sure how much, how many puzzle games you play. But yeah, it's this this looks pretty cool. Looks, yeah, for what it is, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me let me pull up a video here so I can hmm, is there a video of No, there isn't a video of Huh. Pocket Dungeon. You know what? I don't care. I don't need to see a video. It's a puzzle game. It looks like there there are hmm. You know what? I don't know how you play this game. There's it looks like it's dropping gems or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. I don't want to say for sure because I don't know exactly. But hmm. But yeah, I mean, they, it, man, Yacht Club Games still continuing to invest in the Shovel Knight in various ways. The Shovel Knight video game universe is vast. <laughs> it is a lot it bigger is. than than you'd think. For, for like, I played Shovel Knight. I loved it. I didn't think I didn't think for one moment that it would become this huge thing that they've been able to make multiple games out of. Right. Yep. They just completed the treasure trove. Um, the whole Kings of Cards, and then they, yeah, there's that whole showdown, which is that multiplayer mode. In it, then they have Shovel Knight Dig that's yeah. coming out, which looks pretty cool. It, yeah, it's just crazy how much they've invested into Shovel Knight. But at the same time, I really would love to see something new from this studio because they're so so good. Mm. All right, yeah, it's it is a crime that I know it's not a PlayStation thing that Shovel Knight isn't a character in, say, Smash Brothers. Oh, fuck yeah. The way they... I mean, it's just a trophy, but he should have been a full-on character. Like, that's an insult. (laughs) It is. It is. All right. Well, 
I guess Shovel Knight doesn't necessarily have the same cultural cachet as, say, a Final Fantasy VII, who has Cloud and Smash Brothers. But Square Enix has some things to say about their plans. They won't be releasing anything exclusive to next-gen consoles for a while. So, currently they plan on releasing games on both cons that are that are available on both the current gen and next generation of consoles. Uh, yeah, I, I guess this is just, it's similar to how this generation started. There are games that release on, uh, there were games that released on PlayStation three and PlayStation four, but, uh, this sounds like it's going to extend even further than it did for this current generation. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. And I mean, both Sony and Microsoft have said they aren't releasing full on exclusives uh, for a little while uh, into this generation or the new generation. Um, I think the quote here is interesting because they said the next generation of consoles will have backwards compatibility. So we plan for the time being to make our new titles available for both current and next generation consoles. Um, so maybe, maybe this is saying in a kind of indirect way that's maybe Sony does have that smart delivery system. Yeah, maybe. I don't uh, know. Uh, it doesn't confirm it because they could still put out Avengers in, you know, have a PS4 or PS5 version, but the PS4 version doesn't work necessarily. But, um, you know, Sony did say they're going to do backwards compatibility. I guess it's just that whole smart delivery system. How does that work? Um, so it's not confirming it, but it, I guess it could lean towards it a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Huh. A lot of things that are are going to be revealed about the next generation of consoles yeah. within the next couple of months, I'd suspect. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they have to be revealed before E3, right? You would think? I hope so. Like, <laughs> if, if it isn't, then I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I know, because, I mean, they need time to manufacture all these and especially get pre-orders up so they can, you know, know some demand on that. And um, especially at E3 where there's going to be a lot of games, hopefully, <laughs> unless everyone pulls out, um, hopefully a lot of games announced that will be for the new consoles. You know, you kind of want, like, you know, you want, but you're wanting partners to show that off, you it's, know? It's weird to know that there are games being developed for the next generation of consoles and to not even know what one of them looks like, what one yeah. of the consoles looks like. Like, yeah. what am I going to be playing this on? Yep. Uh, all right. Okay, let's get into some exciting legal things. <laughs> yeah. Activision, one of the, probably the biggest publisher in the world. It's either Activision or Tencent. I don't yeah. know. Although Tencent owns some of Activision, right? Yeah, I don't. Th yeah, they do. I don't think Tencent's a. They do. Publisher, they do though. publish games in China. Do they? Yeah. Okay. In China. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Activision is trying to go after someone who was who has leaked the Call of Duty Battle Royale for Modern Warfare. They're trying to. They are subpoena. They are. 
issuing a subpoena on Reddit to pursue the Call of Duty Battle Royale leaker. I don't know if they even have a case here unless the person who leaked it signed some documentation that said that they weren't going to say anything. I don't know. This just seems like they're trying to pin it down to the source and trying to scare someone. Right. I agree. And, and I mean, it's weird that there, I mean, there's so many leaks all the time, you know, why go after just this person in this case? And especially, I mean, there's been multiple leaks of this game mode. So yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, you're just trying to scare people a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is not illegal to leak something unless you have signed uh, signed something saying you can't. Like, right. So, I yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll we'll see. But at the same time, if you're Activision, just reveal the fucking game mode. I don't know what what the big holdup is. Personally, I'm sure they have a reason why they have why they've been so kind of uh, tightly lipped on it. But I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, you you boot up Modern Warfare and there's something there. What's it say? Like classified? Yeah. It's like, like yeah, no shit. What the this fuck is else is, what it is like? Yeah. <laughs> they aren't going to put yeah. zombies in Modern Warfare. No, because it's not a Treyarch thing. I mean, come on. What do, do you think we're you think we're stupid? Right. Come on. Come on, Activision. All right. Tyler, it's time to get into some things that PlayStation Plus people can go out and play. Later this month, March 27th, you'll be able to play Predator Hunting Grounds in a weekend trial. This being an asymmetrical multiplayer game. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll see on this one. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth found a an audience. Um, I think that's also because of that license, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows on the Predator though? I don't know. No. We'll see. I mean, it's a PS4 exclusive. Yeah, it is. Which is interesting. So go check that out if you're interested. That's at the end of the month here. Yeah, We've also got new free PlayStation Plus games coming in March. Shadow of the Colossus and Sonic Forces are your games. I don't have much to say about any of this. I know (laughs) someone who swears by Sonic Forces, but I I don't trust their opinion. Sonic Forces is the one that came out near Sonic Mania and was bad, right? I think so. There's so many fucking Sonic games, I can't keep them straight, but I think that's that's the one. And then Shadow of Colossus is just a, just a bad game to play. I know that's a hot take. I it appreciate is. the artistic nature of yes. the game, but that game is fucking garbage to play that it just holds me back from enjoying it. Yeah. I wish, dude, I wish that game controlled like a modern video game. Y- yeah, that would be I'd great. Be all over it in every fucking possible way. 
it just every time I see it, I'm like, this game is so cool, but it just plays so bad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I mean, hey, it's not, not a bad game to give out for free, I guess. Yeah. All right. Tyler, it's th- it's that time where we go over the new games. We aren't going to go over the games we missed for last week because it's just I don't think anything released last week that's worth talking about. No. So I guess while we're recording on weekends, we'll we'll do the games for next week or the week yeah. that it is, whatever the case may be. Makes sense. But Tyler, we are no longer reading every description on here. We have decided no. that it's is just the case. too much. It's just too much. I know some of them are funny to read, and we'll read every once in a while. We'll read off each game, but we're not going to read every description. It's just too much. Tyler, the first game, 60 seconds, which is ideally how much time it would it, it should take to read all the titles. But there are always too many video games releasing yeah. every week, although this week seems pretty, pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, next up is Amoeba Battle, microscopic RTS action on PS4. That's that's literally the whole title. Great. We need uh, an IRL microscopic RTS against the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, Breeder Homegrown Director's Cut, a Vita game. Ooh, all okay. coming out this week. It's also available on PS4. Okay. It says all here right, it's a dog. horror game. Oh, okay. Uh, Dogfighter World War Two. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? Read this one. Read <laughs> oh, this one. This, this looks fucking cool. New Sky Battle Royale has arrived. Real dogfighting battle royale based on World War Two. Be part of the Grand Sky Battle with warplanes such as Mustang, Spitfire, Messer Schmidt. Zero Sen, customize the way you want with 40 people. You are the ruler of the sky. I wonder if you uh, actually play as a dog flying a plane. Because if not, this art is very deceiving. I agree. I mean, I would assume you would from this art. Mm. Oh, boy. Probably the biggest <laughs> game coming out this week is that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. This is a fighting game. Based on the Grand Blue franchise. Yeah. I've seen video of this game. It's already been out in Japan for a while. This looks pretty fucking rad. Alright. Arc System Works making it. Mm-hmm. They make good games. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next up is Hall, Hall Frame. On PS4. Uh, it's a third person hero shooter with different characters to choose from. Oh. I wonder. Hmm, okay. Huh. Also out this week, Pathologic 2, Yo. which so many critics talk about this. I've never even played a path, paid, played the first Pathologic. No, but that looks, that's a horrifying thing, whatever yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, next up is Separation on PlayStation VR. It's a first person adventure at its most ambient and atmospheric. Tyler, who said the Vita is dead? There's still Vita games coming out. <laughs> I know. Syrup and the Ultimate Suite. It is a cross-buy title between Vita and PS4. 
Okay. And uh, last is Undernight in Birth EXE Late Bracket CL R Bracket. That is a title. <laughs> what the? F- this is also a fighting game. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anime Fighters. Tyler, you need more anime. <laughs> Mm, I don't I don't know I don't think so <laughs> all right but for real I I, I really I kind of I kind of have to pee so let's get through the end of this real quick here <laughs> okay uh we'll come back next week uh we'll, we'll be figuring it out but this is going to be a weekend recorded show from here on out until schedules change at which point we'll let you know yep uh but until next time if you need to get in contact with us, there are ways you can do that. One way is via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. Every little bit helps. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids with a new look, a new set. Yeah. In that office. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe one day you'll see us in that office. Yes. We'll see what yes. the future holds. I almost had us record last the last episode in there, but one thing that I need to get someone to help me with is uh, there's only one outlet in this entire office, which is frustrating. So in terms of like plugging our laptops in and stuff. Oh. Couldn't happen, or at least we need some big ex- or some extension cores, and that's just a pain in the fucking ass. So or we I need just, to get that figured I could just out. Just plug my recording equipment into your desktop, and we can do it that way. Yeah, I guess that could work. Yeah, let's try that next time we record in person. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and fucking play some video games, man. It's a good time.